Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 133 of the Splashcast Sunday Night Service, the ATL edition. I am your co-host, Reggie. And I am your raging, angry co-host, Norwood. And something is wrong. I don't know what it is. It might be my coach. It might be the facts. I didn't get the microphone set up properly. Welcome (laughs) to life as we know it. It's a struggle, but we continue to fight every day. What's up, man? How you doing today, bro? I got on a Christmas sweater and a Braves hat in baseball offseason. That should let you know everything that's going on with my teams that are actually playing or lack thereof right now. Um, team. I that, just that watched is, that, the, that is a loose collection of humans. Team is a word that I would not <laughs> use for those people. I just watched possibly the worst quarterback and offensive play calling of this regime that I have ever seen. Ever regime. seen. You you know Reggie not happy when he started using words like regime. That this is sickening. But let's celebrate first, man. We have some highlights <laughs> from that one team that we have that has a little bit of common sense. So let's start with those guys. Atlanta Braves for all y'all who are new new listeners. What's up? Like, follow, subscribe, old listeners. What up? Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know what it is when it comes to the ATL edition. We always talk about the Braves. Falcons and Hawks, affectionately known uh-uh. as our oldest. The, the F-Birds. Those are the F-Birds. <laughs> the oldest, middle, and youngest child. Uh, we always talk about the Braves, a team that seems to act like they know they want to be better and do good and do well, and the Falcons who just can't get right, or the F-Bombs, whatever you want to call them, and then the Hawks, who are the Hawks. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. We always start out with the Braves edition. As Norwood said, like, follow, subscribe. Let's start out with the Braves, man. So what we got going first, your National League Hank Aaron Award winner is none other than, you already know who it was, Ronald Acuna Ronald. Jr. Ronnie Rockets, Ronnie Rockets, Ronnie Rockets, Ronnie Rockets, Ronnie Rockets. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna, of course, you know, Ronald had 41 home runs, 106 RBI, 337 batting percentage, and then a uh, batting average. And then, of course, he stole over 70 bases this year. Uh, a year for the books, man, a year for the books. A legendary, legendary season, as you said. Uh, I'm just happy for this guy. And I'm going to take a little minute here. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to tap myself on the back because I told y'all this was coming. I told y'all this was on the horizon for my boy Ronnie. And anytime that someone makes me look look like I know what I'm talking about, I appreciate that. Great season, Ronnie. Great season by Ronnie, man. I I, I knew the Braves lineup was potent. Um, I expected Ronald to be coming back from the injury. Um, can, I we, still... can, we talk, can we discuss that? Discuss what? Can we discuss that the, the injury? Like, he was hurt. He was real hurt. And then he went to Venezuela and hit some home runs. And then after that, he was supercharged. It has never unsupercharged. Well, so what he, he tore his ACL in 2021 and the Jaguars. Also, you know, y'all know what it is. We also watch live reaction to Sunday Night Football as well. Uh, the Jaguars just fumbled open and kickoff. But – um, so Ronald got hurt in 2021 towards ACL. The Braves went on to win the World Series. Um, and he came back 
2022, but it just didn't seem like he was all the way back healthy. Um, he played well for regular human standards, but it wasn't the Ronald Acuna year. And then towards the end of the year, he kept re-aggravating injuries. His groin, he re-aggravated his elbow, his knee. He kept re-aggravating the injuries. And then, like you said, he didn't take any baseball off. He went winter and went to Venezuela and kept playing, and he kept getting hit by pitches. He kept like uh, uh, hustling out first base. And I was like, okay, Ronnie might come back a little hurt. Ronnie came back and was he like, started I'm, I'm cranking them things. <laughs> and you would have thought he was soldier boy the way he was cranking that thing. And yes, that's where we are now. So I'm just, what I was saying about the whole thing was the transition from being like super injured to being super world beater was very strange to say the least. But I'm happy my boy is at 100%. I'm happy he's on my team for the foreseeable future. And I think he need to be a lifetime brave. Let's play this. Hey, Alex Anthopoulos, pay that man. Pay him again. Pay him again. Pay him again. Pay him if he again. Keep, if he keep doing this, I mean, show high is 700. You gonna, it's, it's, every season you don't extend the contract, it. it goes up $100 million. At this don't, point, that is the escalator. Don't Jerry Jones yourself. Do not Jerry Jones yourself. That is the escalator right now. So Ronald, of course, won the Hank Aaron Award for National League Player of the Year. And then we have first team all MLB with Ronald Acuna, of course, Austin Riley and Spencer Strider. Uh, uh, Austin Riley <laughs> played really well. Um, and then we had our second team, which was Ozzy Albies, who, to me, if he stayed healthy the whole year, he was first team. And then Matt Olson. Who fifty four home runs, one hundred and twenty RBIs, and that's second team, which is MVP crazy. season. That's the part about that MVP season. All of them had MVP seasons. Acuna had MVP yeah. season. Matt Olson had an MVP season. Spencer Strider led the league in strikeouts. Golden Glove MVP season. Austin Riley had like forty some home runs, a hundred RBIs. He was batting three hundred. That could be an MVP MVP season. It's just Acuna had a historical season. You guys had. Good seasons. He had a had great seasons. He had a historical yeah. season. So legendary, to say the least. I mean, I, I think he stole the second most bases behind. I think, of course, you got like way back in the day, like the thirties, and then you got Ricky Henderson, well, and Ricky well, Henderson stealing bases run, is Ricky just run. on his own. We don't. We don't. That's like it's probably you, the, you the, said you worry about team records with Ricky. Don't worry about the MLB record, dog. To me, I think the similar record will be LeBron James scoring record now. I think that will be one of the – or Steph Curry's three-point record, whatever. Those are going to be some of the most untouchable basketball records of all time. And I think Ricky Henderson stealing 150, whatever he stole in one season. Trillion bases. It, it'll be untouchable. But Ronald Acuna hitting home runs and stealing bases. All And I believe he could have been a Golden Glove if he's, if, if he's not. He's he should be up there, so I mean he had a great. Well, he was a silver season. slugger too, right? Yeah, silver slugger should. I think he might have been a Golden Glove player. He had, I think he only had like one error. Hey man, give that man every award. He's the MVP. He's the MVP of our team. He's the MVP of your heart. He's the man. So again, man, applause, applause, applause to Ronald Acuna. Applause to the Braves for having a great year. Of course, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But when it comes to basket, when it comes to any, but sport, y'all try hell, y'all went out there every day <laughs> yeah. and did just 
push the shit in and quit and do y'all didn't do a bunch of stupid shit the whole game. My bad. I was talking about the Falcons. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. I'm hurt, man. I I didn't went through the full gamut of emotions. I'm numb. I want to cry a little bit. I want to fight somebody. Oh, now one thing for sure. Fire Desmond Ritter. Fire Arthur Smith. Ain't, we haven't even left. made it to we, the Falcons. I don't care. I don't care. If y'all Braves fans, y'all at least like Falcons adjacent. Y'all y'all know struggle a little bit. Um, I'm hurt, man. And I need a beer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for the Braves. We're going to take 30 seconds, listen to the Splash Cast 36-pack, and we are going to get to the sad the, – I mean, at this point, the whole Atlanta episode is sad. The Hawks sad. We Braves might have sad. to change this from Sunday service to Sunday sadness because <laughs> it seems to be a running theme here. Of just every week we come in here and put smiles on our faces and talk about these teams for them to let us all the way down. And when we and say all the way down, they suck. But, ladies and gentlemen, listen to the splash cast. That was uh Gucci Man and BG. Uh listen to the splash BG Free. Cast. Uh, the splash cast soundtrack will be out Wednesday. Uh we'll be right back with our Falcon segment. Y'all stay tuned. I'm coming back drinking. <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our Falcon segment of episode 133 of the Splashcast Sunday Night Service, aka Sunday Night Sadness. We, the Falcons, have driven us to drink. Um, this episode th- is brought to you by Sadness and Binge Drinking. <laughs> This may be okay. Let's set it up. We gotta set it up for y'all. I'm sure if you're watching this podcast, I'm sure you watched the Falcons game or you followed us to talk about it uh, as we tweeted our way through the sadness, or you may have gotten a text from us, or we may have been yelling or whatever. But I'm the Falcons at six and seven came in tied for the division lead with Tampa Bay. Even though, because we, we blew the game last week, uh, and Tampa Bay and the Saints, we had the tiebreaker over the Saints. We needed to win against Tampa Bay, but now we split, so we now have to basically have a better record in Tampa Bay, either in the division or overall, in order for us to be first place in the division and win the division. All we have to do is beat the one in twelve Panthers, the one in twelve Panthers, who were selling tickets. For forty-five cents. This is nineteen. This is not nineteen seventy-two either. This is the twenty. This is two thousand nineteen thirty-two. Of our Lord. Eighteen seventy-nine. When when bread was two cents a loaf. Like what? Yep. I, and I so all we had to do. Gas for, <laughs> for eighty-seven <laughs> cents. Go down to the racetrack down there and give me some gas, and oh, I'll be was, good. That was nineteen ninety-nine. Now, really, uh, come on now. That's the quick trip on on Ford Industrial, seventy-nine, eighty-nine, ninety-nine. But anyway, ooh, that sound old. But anyway, <laughs> wait, time out. Oh, oh. Shout out to be old. A lot of people ain't making to be old, so I'm happy about it, boy. <laughs> God dang, seventy-nine, eighty-nine, ninety-nine. Yeah, dog. That's <laughs> 
Five dollars. Five dollars will get you yeah. quick across town, but not now. But anyway, yeah. back to it. So let's set it up. Falcons come in six and seven. Superior run game. Superior offensive line. Uh, top five. Top ten defense. I think we're number seven. Top two defense in the number two defense in the red zone. Number one defense on third down. Uh, basically, all you have to do is score two touchdowns, and you should win this game. All Keep you have that to do is in mind. Suck. So. At this point, I'm watching the pregame, and it's rainy, it's it's thundery, it's cloudy, it's murky. It's just a yucky game in Carolina. And the last time we had a yucky game in Carolina, the barrel roll was born. The barrel roll throw by Marcus Mariota was born. And I was like, you know what? This can't happen. We're actually going to run the ball. Arthur Smith should have known from his mistakes you even have Mariota Jr. at Desmond Ritter. You can't think that's going to happen. And then I saw this. Mac Hollins. Mariota Jr. Mac Hollins may be one of the weirdest people I've ever seen. I, I bet you won't say it to his face. I will not. not I bet without you, a sh- not I without bet a you won't tell him, mister. I don't wear shoes and I don't use forks. Tell him that when you he see said it. he does not eat soup. If you remember, he does not use forks. He wants to eat with his hands. And now he's walking in the rain in shorts that stop oh, really high and no socks and shoes with the velvet head <laughs> with a velvet uh, uh, do rag. And Kyle Pitts is looking at him like, what? Disgust. I.e. Hey, Kyle, you first off, dog, Kyle, dog. Look, look, I want y'all to see the, look at the disgust in Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Excuse me, my boy. <laughs> what do get, you have on? Y'all better love Kyle Pitts now because we, I'm him, I'm out of here. But anyway, so hey, when this rolled up, I was like, okay, Mac Hollins hasn't played in like three games and he got hurt. So I was like, you know what? He's probably all about business. Mac Hollins didn't even touch the field today. <laughs> he didn't even touch the field. You see my comment right there. Let him play quarterback. Hell, he was better than what we <laughs> rolled out there today. All we had to do was score. All we had to do was score. That Y'all, seems so simple, right? We lost nine to seven. The computer don't even want to play. Show you this BS that's here. It done blacked out it because it was so ugly. The Falcons lost to the one in twelve. No receiver having. Uh, there you go. The one in twelve. No receiver having care, no coach. Hell, no team, no fan, no coach, no running back, no receiver, no offensive line, no nothing. Carolina Panthers. All they had was Bryce Young and a, and a field goal kicker, and you lost nine to seven. Nine to seven. We're not even going to talk about the game yet. We're going to start at nine to freaking seven. Arthur Smith, get the hell Another out. one of those stories. I wonder, bet you wonder how I got here. We know how, ain't no wonder. We know how you got here. He's been ass since he got here. Arthur Smith has been terrible. He has been at every press conference. Every press conference that we ever lost, it's bad play. Called a bad play. Shouldn't have called that play. Every single one. It was awful. It was awful to watch. It was it was difficult. My dad was texting me in church on his way back from church. He was like, dog, I'm not even watching the game and it looks awful. I'm just looking at the updates. Sweep right, sweep left. Arthur Smith and Mike Bobo can go to 
I, they can go to some places other than Georgia. Get the hell on. Get out. Get leave. Arthur Smith, you are awful. You are awful. You have all of these weapons, and you keep relying on Desmond Ritter. I told you, Terry Fontenot. I told you, Arthur Smith. I told you, Terry Fontenot. Terry Fontenot, you better get the hell on, big dog. You better get them the hell up out of here. Arthur Smith hitched his head, hitched his wagon to Desmond Ritter, and I said, what did we say at the beginning of the year? You said it, and I said it, then you kept saying it. Desmond Ritter is going to get you fired. Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter is going to get you fired. I don't hate that you gave him a shot. Now, 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 let's talk about some things here. This is his fault. I'm going to tell you why it's his fault. Because last year when we knew we weren't going to go to the playoffs, he did not play Desmond Ritter to see what he had out of him. Because the dude brought it up today. He was like, oh, we finally got a full season out of Desmond Ritter today. Because he started the last three games. Had he started them last six games of last season, we could have been in a different situation. But he slow played it then and let Mariota play. And that put us in a position. And then somehow he still came out after he bitched Desmond Ritter and brought him back and continues to play him. And now he's the situation is so bad. It's no way in hell you can roll out Ritter again next week. It's no way you can do it. So now I just now I just wanted to see you suffer for the rest of the time. Because I started out as a I would consider myself a Arthur Smith supporter. I wanted to give him every chance and yeah, opportunity fuck Arthur Smith. To, to win. I, I wanted to give him every chance to win. And eventually you just have to understand that just ain't in the cards for him. That's Bruh, not him. You have all of the opportunity on earth to do whatever the hell you want to do. There's one thing you cannot do anymore, and that is be the be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. You may have been able to survive until next year and could have made a change in the offseason, like, hey, go get an yeah, offensive coordinator. Go get a passing game coordinator. Go get somebody. But they are so bad right now that fired. at this point, I'm pretty sure – uh, uh, Arthur Blank, because Arthur Blank is going to walk back that. Uh, Ar and Arthur Blank, you gotta learn to, to hey man, do, all respect, y'all learn to shut the hell up. You cannot make a commitment to a terrible coach in the middle of the season and then watch your team offense go down the drain, go down the drain, and you have put your foot in your mouth. Now you're a billionaire, you probably have different rules. You can say, I renege all I want to. Listen, renege, ain't nobody gonna call it, ain't nobody gonna call it. Get him the hell out of here. Terry Font, no. If you don't, you need to step up, dog, because you can't afford to have Arthur Smith as a coach for another year. You can't do it because then you will be fired. That's how protocol works. And I, and I don't think that you should be fired. I think that you have bought all the best groceries for Arthur Smith to win the NFC South. And Arthur Smith has taken. Now, let's remember, this is this is another very important part. We have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. The. And I think possibly the easiest schedule. Arthur Smith is the play caller and offensive yeah. coordinator. So if you can't win with this easy schedule, big dog, then you just cannot win. And at that point, the only answer is you need to go. And I think I don't I don't understand why he did this because we've been the writing is there. That's the part for me is 
you could have gotten out of here with Taylor Heineke and won enough games that we could have gone into next season and figured it out. But you double down on Desmond Ritter, and now you're stuck. Well, let me tell you, it's nothing I can do for you, nothing anybody can do for you, pray for you. It's over. Well, I don't want to hear nothing I can more, show you the door. But it's over. That's what I can do. I can show you the door. You can get the hell on. Because at this point, Desmond Ritter, I don't, I'm not going to – apparently my computer don't like the Falcons today. So what we're going to do is we're not Neither even going to play the highlights. B. John Robinson had a fumble, which I didn't like it in the conditions as that they're in. I expected something to happen. I expected there to be a turnover, to be a fumble, to be something, because that's just what happens when you play in the rain. I'm not going to excuse it. Bijan. that's twice now. You done lost a fumble in a in a crucial situation. You can't do that. Yeah, that 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 is now you're a rookie. You're gonna learn from this. But let let me be very clear. This it. <laughs> this it. When you go into next season, you're going into next season as a, as an adult. But let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all what is inexcusable. That interception from Desmond Ritter was so bad. It was so bad, y'all, because he had Drake London wide open i i watched that interception and all that came to mind was the audacity who do you think you are like who you, you are you are the person that sees yourself you must be in denial because there's no way that you can be you in some you can't look back at your play over the whole season and think that you should make that throw across your body into triple coverage against the panthers defense if the Panthers can do anything else, is they can play defense. And at that point, the running game and everybody, I saw people on, on online talking about the Falcons offensive line is getting whooped, and I was with them too. But it's not hard to play defense when they can't throw the ball. And Arthur Smith, I'm, I'm going off. I got a lot to talk about today. Arthur Smith, what the hell is it when you throw the ball to Kyle Pitts in the beginning of the game and then throwing the ball no more? Drake London didn't get his first catch until the last quarter. Drake Lennon had 10 catches for 172 yards and a touchdown last week. You gave him the ball in the fourth quarter. Cordero, shout out to Cordero, Scordero, got his, got his touchdown for the year. I feel like that was an incentive. That was an incentive run. Uh, but at this point, Calais Campbell. The, pass. That's, that's, that's technically a pass. That, that's, that's Desmond Ritter's touchdown pass of, of, of the week. That's the seven you but, see on the screen. But man, no, man. Take that away from Desmond Ritter. He don't deserve none of that. He don't deserve none of that. I'm going to say kudos to the defense. I'm upset, though, because y'all couldn't hold it in the road. But we give you a pass because nah. nine points. Hell no. Hell nine no. Points, Hell you lose no. with nine First points. First of all, all these damn turnovers. And no, I held them to nine points in an NFL game. And all you got to do is throw to the man who we drafted in the first round who's eight feet tall and <laughs> wide open. Don't ask the defense shit except for where you want to be slapped. That's the only thing I want to hear from you. I told y'all in the chat, I believe that Ryan Nielsen looks at Arthur Smith at least seven to eight times a game and thinks I should slap the shit out of you. That's the only thing I can imagine if I'm over there coaching with anybody. Anybody, Street went out, on Yamada out, Grady Jarrett out. He is literally pulling players out of his ass and putting them on the fucking field. 
only for Arthur Smith to sit over there with Desmond Ritter and look like who? Boo Boo the Fool. It's so frustrating to me. And I'm hurt because I think that Ryan Nielsen either has to be the coach or he has to leave. He don't deserve this. He is putting on a coaching clinic. The Atlanta Falcons defense is really good. And guess what? The the Atlanta Falcons roster on defense isn't really good. Nope. Uh, You did find gems in the draft. Uh, Calais Campbell, shout out to Nielsen. I don't know if you watched the splash cast. But these last two weeks, we said, hey, stop putting him out there in coverage and all, and put him along the defensive line. And Calais Campbell had a yeah, sack and a half. He had three tackles for loss. He fell. Well, he just ruined everything. They tried to go <laughs> left. He said, no, I'm there. I'm just knocking everybody over. I'm knocking your whole team over. Calais Campbell Man, had two tackles that. for loss. Can a we sack, trade him fi- back? He had two tackles I for won't. loss, a sack, uh, three solo tackles, and four total tackles. Four total tackles. Trade him back to the Ravens. He deserves to play in the playoffs. He's played too well. And I think he's gotten to number 35 on the sack list. So congratulations, Calais Campbell. I'm sorry you play for this sorry-ass team with limited judgment and leadership. My Shout out to Calais. Man, there are some other good things about the defense I saw. Zach Harrison, we've been waiting on you. You flashed a lot in the second half. You tracked down Bryce Young. Uh, You played. You look. You're not as big as Calais Campbell. But uh, you, you definitely could play on the, on the defensive end and on the inside. You were definitely one of those Ryan Nielsen-type players, and I see what he saw in you after today. Uh, Shout-out to Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips, hey, Adam Thielen ran you over in the first quarter, talked a lot of trash, and did not get another catch after that. That's how you respond. I like I really it. like our secondary. Uh, can they cover the absolute best? Absolutely not. But <laughs> not can they cover well enough? And are they physical? They don't play no games. I respect all of them. Um, and I the deep it, it infuriates me because as a Falcons fan, what have we always been able to hang our hat on? A good offense who scores a bunch of points and a secondary who's trash. And hell, the defensive line. We I think we had thirty five sacks or something like that, or or. 35 or 29, somewhere around there. More sacks than we would have ever expected 35 to going we've, into today. We've had more sacks than we've had in the Arthur Smith era. The defense is playing really well, and we're wasting all of this because Arthur Smith is an idiot. And I, I'm not mincing words anymore. I don't have anything positive or polite to say about that man. Nah, you need to go and take your meddling little friend with you. Desmond Ritter. I'm tired of here. I watched. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole press conference. No accountability. Ritter, you're only, you're you're only coach speak now. Like at first, I like it. I like. All right. Well, I'm not gonna be bothered by what the people are saying. All the rest of this. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're not cutting it. You like I said, I think you're a coach. You sound like the quarterback good. version of Arthur Smith. Back throw. Shouldn't I should have thrown the ball away. Dude, that was in the fourth quarter with five minutes left in the game. If we score there, we win the game. There's no there's no way they can drive the length of the field with us up. We win the game. That interception was so deflating. I was like, Carolina, I said Bryce Young about to go down and get his uh and get his signature win. I as soon as he threw the interception. Because as a defense, it's like what else I gotta do? I've limited them to six points. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. 
I don't got nothing else. I'm just tired. Y'all figure it out. Don't figure it out as far as I'm concerned. Doing the best with what I got. I, and, okay, we're not going to belabor the point. Next week, we are pretty much, if we lose next week, we're dead in the water. We're out of the playoffs. No, no, we done. We done trying to win. Now we're trying to get a quarterback. Let's let we not we're not gonna Atlanta this thing for no longer. But hey, I'm rooting for that. Now this is the point in the season where I become obnoxious. I only know the word obnoxious because my mother calls it calls me that when I've gone too far. Hey, at this point, the only thing I want us to do is roll out Desmond Ritter and see if we can get good tape for the rest of the season. Let's go, Des. You're not running away from us now. We in this together. We are in this together. Desmond Ritter for the rest of the season. Hell, Desmond Ritter for president. <laughs> it's Trump, it's Joe Byron, and Desmond Ritter. And we hit Biden. It. Biden. And ain't none of them good. How about that? So everybody else won. The Panthers law. The Panthers won. The Saints won. And the Bucks won. So we are The Panthers won and still got eliminated from the playoffs because they suck that bad. But you know who got them win number two? Had them dancing in the damn locker room? The Atlanta Falcons. We are the slump buster. We are the Hawks and the Falcons are the slump buster. Y'all need to circle us on the damn calendar and know things will be good on this day. I don't care what the hell is going on in your life. If you ain't scored all season, maybe tonight is your Tom Sadaransky night. You're going to get a career high. Or maybe, or maybe, just maybe, if you've only won one game all season, they fired your coach. Your team looked like it's in disarray. They have an interim coach who's coaching his first game. Well, guess what, Bucko? This is your first win. Congratulations. So, so at this point, win, if man. we if we lose, if we lose out, and I'm gonna tell you, playing against Indianapolis, that's not a guaranteed win. We are playing at home against them. Guaranteed uh, win? You talking about a team that might be going to the playoffs? You talking about a team that continuously <laughs> finds a way to win in spite of not having their quarterback, and we can't win with ours? Man, hell no. Four then you have at Chicago, who almost pulled off another upset with against Cleveland today, and then you play at well, New Orleans. Y'all better not beat the Bears. Y'all better treat our new quarterback with some respect. Because Justin Fields is going to get in here, and it's going to be a whole different regime, like Reggie said. So don't put your hands on Justin Fields. I don't think y'all have not no audacity to beat the Colts. And then who else do we play? Saints. Ended with the Saints. Oh, we'll find a way to lose to Jameis, Tamus, and David Carr, and Derek Carr, and probably, uh, what's his name, leg this broke, Michael Thomas. So if we lose all three, we'll we'll have a lottery pick at that point. Do you trade the lottery pick? Because I'm I'm full. I'm almost in full draft mode now. First of all, Desmond Ritter has no trade value. Zero. Desmond Ritter cannot be thrown in the trade at all. That yes, is just something does. that you. He does have trade value. You know how them Coca Cola cans. If you collect six, you take them to Six Flags, and they'll let you get like seven dollars off. That's what we could trade Desmond Ritter for. A six flags discount. A coupon. And it has well, to be you get used that by fundraiser the end of Because <laughs> he's not going into 2024 with him. So hey, you gotta use him fast. So um, if if you if you're if you're do you trade for do you take the lottery pick and trade for Justin Fields or do you draft the quarterback? No, you draft the quarterback. I mean, we're gonna be top ten and we're gonna get a shot at Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix. It's one more. 
But we will get one. Caleb Williams. No, we ain't drop. We ain't gonna be that. We're not gonna be the Bears or the Panthers. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be worse. The, than the Panthers oh. don't need a quarterback. Yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying that first pick is the Bears. The the new hold on. We got the internet. We got the internet now. Uh, draft order has already been done, and trust me, we are safe. <laughs> uh, can uh, we afford a, Justin Fields in a trade? The way that he's playing. Uh, the price keeps going up. Yeah, right now we draft at 10. So let's look here. Bears possibly need a quarterback. They say you could trade Ritter for a head nod and, a, and he's the dry parsley of the trade. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Disrespect him. The Patriots need a quarterback. The Cardinals, they back rocking with Kyler. The Commanders need a quarterback. The Jets probably won't draft a quarterback. The Giants. They're going to draft offensive line. Giants can't draft the a Chargers, quarterback. They got two. They got none. Uh, nah, and yeah, I think that I think that what we want will be available for us. Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix Jr. should be available at 10 because you think Caleb Williams comes off the board, Drake May comes off the board, um, and then, yeah, so and then you either trade Penix up? or Jaden Daniels comes off the board. Do you trade so up? So I don't Nah, stay where you at. Stay where you at, because then you need to go get a receiver in 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 two, round you two. Don't you don't need no you 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 need a new coach. We don't need really anything. You else can't draft a new coach, Reggie. But you, you can, can trade him. You can trade him. We'll trade him for a seventh round pick and your offense coordinator. We'll have Ryan Nielsen be the head coach, defense coordinator, hey, analyst, Char- recruiter, nah, Char- do whatever he, he needs to do. Let, y'all can get him now. Go ahead, get y'all get y'all. Refill you started. I just need him the hell away from my team. Uh, so at ten, if we so you're assuming we lose the next three, that yeah. means we'll probably be oh. at five. Oh it, yeah, then then we might be in the <laughs> Caleb. Then we might be looking at Caleb Williams. If we can get Caleb if, Williams, <sighs> yes, you trade that second round pick for Caleb Williams. First and second. It's basically a pick swap. Yes. 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 And you'll probably have to, and you probably won't have to trade a second if you're in the top five and you got to go to three. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what you really do. First and third. You got to, you got to wait for this thing to play out. No, you don't. You you put your strategy together now. Oh man. Go ahead. I'm going to mute myself because I'm, I'm okay. So this, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of conflicted. Because the Bears are going to have – the Panthers are going to be the worst team in the NFL, right? So they're going to end up with that pick. So part of me says, roll that like, now that I think that we're going to be a top 10 team, we're going to get – we we've ensured ourselves to at least get one of the guys who we want. Like, I just feel like either Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix will be there. So now I want to kind of play chicken because – depending on what the bears do, if the bears rock with fields, then they going to trade. They going to trade out of that pick. Then you got to trade up. I wanted to make them draft that, use that pick first, but because the Patriots not going to trade up. The car's not trading up. Nobody really has not. a lot of stuff to trade up with. Unless you just give away that, your draft. 
You know what? I honestly say no. Because all right, you got the Bears who have two first round picks. They're not gonna take a quarterback. If they take they take Caleb Williams, then none of this is off or not. The Patriots, I don't think, are gonna trade up because they're at two. Appreciate it, DJ. The car the the Cardinals are not trading up for a quarterback because they have Kyler. So the commanders could trade up. But what do they have to trade? And after that, we're safe. Because then after that, it goes back to the Bears. They wouldn't do it. Jets got Aaron Rodgers. Giants got DeVito and Danny Dimes. The Chargers, they got Herbert. And the Titans got Levis. It will be back to us. So I'm, I might have to wait. So here's my thing. This is my thought. And we'll end it on this. Because we ain't talking about the game no more. Screw Arthur Smith. Screw Desmond Ritter. Get yeah, what is there to talk about? We lost but seven to nine. What, I'm, what I think is, if if the Bears draft anybody else and rock with Justin Fields, then you trade up and get Caleb Williams. If the Bears draft a quarterback, then you trade for Justin Fields. You trade for him. The thing about drafting a quarterback is if you draft a quarterback, which is what I'm leaning towards, I just don't want him to be with Arthur Smith. But if you draft a quarterback, you then still have the money. You get to push the money out because Justin Fields got to be paid pretty soon. You still yeah, have but to, his 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 money gonna be low. Yeah, not low for a quarterback. It's still gonna be a hit. No. We ain't got no money. No, it ain't. But but let let me finish. If if you draft a rookie quarterback, you now control that quarterback for five years. So right. at that point, you can resign Bijan. You can resign the big three. I don't I don't know why we don't do nothing with Johnny Smith, but I listen, he can go. I I we love you, Johnny. You're a great number two, but we use you like a number one for some reason. But no, you can, a you, number one. You can re-sign the big three on offense. You gotta be able to re-sign AJ Terrell. Uh I think Jesse Bates is pretty much here for four years, four or five years. Yeah. Uh and that's that's, I, that's really it. Everybody else on that's, defense can be built up around. That's the reason I think we could put Justin Fields on like a two-year prove-it contract where you get some of your money. You get like, I mean, unfortunately, wherever he goes, he's going to get about the Danny Dimes, but less. I don't think we can afford Danny Dimes. I don't think we could afford $30 million a year. Not on our cap space. That's what I'm saying. On our cap space, we can't afford 30 Even if you give him Danny Dimes money. If you give Justin Fields $30 million, somebody else got to come off the board. And at that point, that's why I'm like, well, you might as well draft the quarterback because Desmond Ritter, I'm I mean, going right. is so terrible. He is so bad. I was so sad. And at that point, you might as well. I would nah. love. We're in the Caleb Williams discussion now. We're in it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, at this point, I think the right answer, do whatever you can to get Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams, go in there and throw, throw the draft. I mean, go in there and throw a combine a little bit. Don't participate. Don't be, don't be polite. I bet not draft Drake May. Um, No. Now, for the rest of the season, we will be focusing on potential coaching candidates because I expect Arthur Smith and us to lose some more, um, and we need to get somebody else. I hope we promote Ryan Nielsen and go get an offensive coordinator, but the way that the league is set up now, you normally hire the offensive coordinator to be your your offensive-minded head coach because defensive coordinators typically don't become – uh, uh, don't become Eric. head coaches. 
being at me. Eric, you being at me. Oh, I'm telling you, about to be head coach of the. Uh, he about to be head coach know of, that. The, of the Don't Washington that football yet. team. Whatever they call they it, might, the they, they might, they might purge everything. I, I, I at least say call him. At least let him know your intentions may be true. And then they talking about man. Now Eric being me is still on the board. Let me tell you that. And until Ron Rivera, like if they felt that way, I think they should go ahead and say, I'm telling you that if Washington is like Washington's playing chicken. If you know that's your guy, you should get him. What do you mean? If not, then if you know that Eric Bieniemy is your guy, then you need to fire Ron Rivera and go after. Uh, I mean, Ron Rivera is all but fired. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you don't make that, if you don't 100 percent confirm that with him, now maybe they did that behind closed doors in a, in a private conversation. But if you let it come to the end of the season. Then oh yeah, all bets are off. Falcons got to figure it out. Well, we already know what they got to do. I, Falcons got to figure out what they're gonna do. But Arthur would you, Smith, would you rather coach the Commanders as president or the Falcons as president? In each 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 place you're gonna get relatively the same draft pick. So you're just looking at what you already got in the pantry. You want to coach that Commanders team or you want to coach that Falcons team? I think the commanders got a bunch of cap space. So uh, the Falcons are closer to being a ready-made team, but then as a coach, a lot of times you want to be able to get your own, own draft your own guys. And with an exorbitant amount of cap space, you never know. But with that being said, Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter, you can go. We've come to the end of the Falcons segment, a whole lot of bitching and moaning and complaining but when you lose seven to nine against a one in twelve team, when you had the chance after, oh, that's what I wanted to say. All but two of the Falcons' losses are by like five points or less. We specialize in losing games we could have won. Should have, should have won, should have won. Fair. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take a thirty second break. I'm gonna go refill this uh, sadness brew, and um, we're gonna talk about another sad team in the Atlanta Hawks who have just. Decided never to play defense again. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. They decided that as soon as they fired Nate, they said, Oh, yeah, we done playing defense. <laughs> de- we'll be right back. To Listen to the Splash Cast uh, uh, soundtrack coming out on Wednesday. Dead, speaking of dead to me, Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, also dead to me. Dead to me. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 133 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition Sunday night service. Nori was drinking his pain away from talking about the Falcons, yeah. the ATL edition. Y'all know what it is. We are back with our Hawks segment uh, where we talk about, we call it our Hawks talk. Uh, we review last week's games. The Hawks played Cleveland, Toronto, Toronto, and Denver, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Correct. Rough four-game stretch for us. The Hawks overall, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We are two and eight in our last ten. Uh, it has been a terrible, terrible. Now, we have battled a lot of injuries, but it has been a rough, rough go of it. Yeah, I just, excuse me. I'm going to say this every week. 
I'm an innocent bystander. I've kind of been able to expect how this season was going to go because I watch this team regularly and I have at least some level of common sense. But I'm interested to I'm interested to see who takes responsibility as this thing continues to spiral. And we're spiraling early, let's be real. We we are expected to at least be like a play in team level and then we're supposed to actually be above playing, but at minimum playing. And right now, can't win, cannot <laughs> win. Um, first loss was against the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Um, as you can see there, 129 points. So you know what that means. We're gonna give up 30 points a quarter. Now, there were two quarters that we only gave up 28, and that's the first quarter and 26 in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, those middle quarters, 37 points, 38 points. So I I kind of knew Denver was going to be a loss, not yep, because they're Denver in terms of, like, I'm not looking at them as the, oh, Lamar with the pick. Um, not as the defending national champion Denver Nuggets. It's just from a matchup standpoint, they're they're tough for us to go against Clint, against Joker. Even though Clint played pretty well, Joker had a pedestrian, twenty five nine and eight, which you know normally he go for a triple double. Um, but the people that stand out for us is always going to be uh, Jamal Murray. Who was that? Is always going to be Jamal Murray as one. Um, he is always difficult. To guard for us because he's a bigger guard and it seems like ever since last Ford. year and Aaron yeah, that's what I was getting to ever since last year in the finals they kind of figured out that Jamal Murray really can't be guarded shout out to the team mom really can't be guarded by uh oh by anybody in the post he's he's kind of figured out that he's Chauncey Billups in the post at the point guard yep. position and then, of course, Aaron Gordon, who I am always going to bring this up quietly because I said if you're going to trade John Collins, when since like the first time they brought it up, I said, hey, you might as well trade him for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon can do everything John Collins can do, but he has a little bit of a better handle and he's a little bit more mobile. And a lot of people and laughed. At, a lot of people laughed at me, and I think yeah. a lot of people. I think you told me that was a bad move at first until he got traded to to uh to Denver and you now, saw him as a third or fourth option, which he would have been on our team. I, so I, I will say I did say that, but Aaron Gordon has done what many players in the NBA really can't and haven't done before. He went from where he was a number one option to a number four option, but found other ways to improve his game. He is a much better defender now. He's a glue guy. He understands his role. And uh, oh, hold on, sneaky. That was when Aaron, Aaron Gordon wasn't with the Nuggets when I first suggested this. Magic. He was with the Magic. Yep. Mm -hmm. Before the so, long. So go ahead. Correct. In hindsight, and I, I think his shot has come around a lot. I think that it was coming around in 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 Orlando, but the spacing in Denver has helped him shoot more open shots. Um. Their team is also uniquely built to help him flourish because you have a, you have Michael Porter Jr. who's 6'10 at small forward, who kind of like they're kind of both 
big and rangy. So it's a it, it's a yep. much it's more difficult. And he can dribble the ball. They have everybody on their team can dribble and can shoot. So I think that helps him. And they the play best. out of the paint. That's the biggest thing for him, which I honestly think John Collins could have gone there and flourished too because Joker is out of the paint. So Aaron Gordon, because he can dribble, because you now have to, to respect his spot-up jump shot, once he gets going to the rim, he's either going to get fouled or he's going to dunk on you or he's just going to muscle you out of the way. And at that point, there's really nothing you can do. So, I mean, Denver, to bring well, it all back. Thing, oh, I think ahead. he also got fed up with losing. I think him losing so much in Orlando, he he kind of went into the Nuggets conversation like, let me just fit in. This team is all like, I, I we can win a championship if I just do the rest of the stuff. He's not like, he's kind of like their Draymond. I'll do all the difficult stuff that nobody else really wants to do. Yeah. Um, and then, but the thing that upset me about this game with the Hawks, looking at the box score, I don't know who Strother is. Can't allow him to get 22 points. I don't even know who Strother we, is. We love to do that. The nobodies. I always joke about Tom Sadaransky getting a career high. We love to let people who have never had don't average four points a game give us 20. That's our specialty. But when you give John Collins away for nothing and then don't replace him with any defense on a, with a coach who doesn't want to play any defense, then guess what we're not going to have? Any defense. And we're not going to stop anybody. And guess what we don't do? Stop anybody. Now, I am going to say this. Um, and I'm going to kind of lump all the games together to, to forward the discussion. But – Anytime Trey shoots really, really badly and we lose, you talk a cash shit about him. Oh, no, 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 no. DeJounte, hold on. DeJounte had 21 points on 22 shots. 22 shots. shots. Eight of 22. He's been terrible lately. The the shooting has been awful for this team. But I wanted to point it out because DeJounte, if you look at the rest of the shooting, everybody else is at about 50%. Even Trey, five or twelve. Yeah. Garrison Math. Oh, and 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 Quinn. If you're not gonna play AJ Griffin, go ahead and send him to the G League or trade him. There's no point in having him and then playing Garrison Matthews, who can literally do nothing but shoot, no defense, no and nothing, foul. and Patty Mills, who can shoot. I actually like Patty now that I've seen him play because he knows his role. But there's no way on the depth chart that we should not be playing A.J. Griffin. We're playing Trenton Forrester, who is a G League it's undrafted guy over our lottery pick. Like It's disrespect. Trade him. There's no, If you're going to do it, listen, we, trade him. You don't want him, send him to Milwaukee. I'm sure Milwaukee would love him. The Knicks would love him. Love. They need more shooting. Trade him for Grimes. We need defense. We, trade back. him for Grimes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like, you can't trade him. Because he's like a 40%, 50% free, I mean, three-point shooter. He's a shooter. And why you don't play him, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to answer that question quite yet. But that's the reason I keep saying that I'm going to be an innocent bystander. Because we continue to lose like this, somebody is going to have to start answering questions. Soon and very soon. And that, like, the more that I watch sports... 
I you can see the fulcrum when things are going to change. When you're winning, you can be Bill Belichick. You don't have to say nothing. What am I doing? I'm winning. Don't say nothing to me. Don't ask me nothing. Hey, I'm here. But when you start losing, them people, the media people are going to keep asking questions. You would have saw that press conference today with Arthur Smith. He looked beat down. He looked beat to shit today. And I'm going to tell you, Quinn, <laughs> it's Fender Cup. You next. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, it's not many people who can be traded on this team. You can't trade Trey because he's the person putting butts in seats. You can trade DeJounte, but the contract is way too damn good. Can't trade Clint because he's like number two in offensive rebounds. And guess what we need as a team that's going to shoot a bunch of threes? Offensive rebounds. Yep. So then we played the Cavs, I mean the, the Toronto Raptors twice. Um, the first game, I think we lost. Did we lose that game? That, they both were yes, in we Toronto. Got we lost the first one, 135 Raptors, 128 Hawks. They didn't miss no shots. The Raptors are typically a terrible shooting three-point team. Well, they weren't missing against us. You know we are the slumpiest of busters. So they came in and basically shot every three they wanted, did not miss, and we just watched them go in. Now, the next game we played, we played them on a back-to-back, and we lost 125-104, but we didn't have Clint here. Um, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. We won that game. So win. Oh, no, we did. So we did have Clint that game. We had one of these games we didn't have Clint. That and, was versus the Cavaliers. We, we won the second game, but I don't consider that, and maybe I'm Scrooge McDuck, but I don't consider that a win. This is a team that we were supposed to beat both times because we're better than them. We lost the we're first We're a bad time. matchup, though. Hold, hold on. Let me finish. But this, you, it is tough to beat a team two times back-to-back. If we would, if we would, if they would have beat us two times back to back as a not very good team in the NBA, then we would have uh, probably been on like DEFCON five. That's who didn't play. DeAndre Hunter was hurt this game. Yes. So we win that game, which is all, like borderline must win because you can't lose to them twice. Like you just can't. And then we played the Cavaliers, who yes, we are. You know they missing two starters. We missing two starters. They have Darius Garland, who has a broken jaw, who's going to be out for multiple weeks. They have uh, Evan, Evan Mobley, Mobley, who had, I think, a knee surgery or something, who's going to be out multiple weeks. We have Clint Capella, who was out. We have Jalen Johnson, who was out. They stomped us out. And especially in the first quarter, I think it was like 36 to 6 or 36 to 8. They just came in stomping us out, and we basically paid chase the whole game. As a team that does not play defense, we cannot. We cannot get down. As soon as we get down, we're what? O-U-T out. It's over. So with the Hawks and Cleveland, I got a few things to say about this game. Yes, Clint Capella was out. And oh, that was a fumble. Clint Capella was out and Onyeko Kungwu started. Jared Allen, Onyeko Kungwu is 6'7", 6'8". Jared Allen is 6'10", 6'11". And at the end of the day, they just went to Jared Allen the entire first quarter. He ended up with 25 points. I want to say he had like 15 in the first quarter. They, 25 and 14, 12 or 14 shooting, ladies and gents. He And he was hitting everything. And at that point, I was like, okay, so they're going to have to make a change, but we don't have any other size. The only thing, pause if necessary, the only thing we got 
is Bruno Fernando, who plays play, play good, played well, but he's like a very good Thanasis Antetokounmpo to me. Like he has a lot of want to, but the skill just isn't there. And Jared Allen was eating his lunch too uh, for a little bit. Now, but hey, man, Bruno was a plus seven, thirteen points, eight rebounds, an assist in sixteen minutes. I'm, I, this tells me that I think that Bruno should play more. We looking for size, we can't find it for whatever reason. I just don't understand. Well, I can tell you what's happening in this game. In this game, I don't understand. I understand that you like Sadiq Bay because he can shoot. One of nine ain't gonna cut. And one it. of seven. And you, but see, one this... of seven from three. Well, hold on. DeAndre Hunter only played twenty six minutes. Didn't get hurt. I, he may have been on a minutes restriction. I don't know. He was five of seven, eighteen points, two rebounds, one steal. No assists. No assists. Well, he's not gonna help nobody else. But you, money. but you didn't need him to be an assist guy this game. I agree. Um, I agree. Trey had ten. Be, yeah, because Bogey was out. Bogey was out this game, and Bogey. I think Bogey scored forty against Toronto. Oh no, against uh, Denver. So I mean, Bogey's been yeah. on a heater. But once you didn't have Bogey to kind of round out the scoring, he had to be that third scorer, and he was. But then you just stopped going to him. They didn't go to him the whole fourth. I don't, that's why I say I think he's on a minister restriction because they didn't go to DeAndre Hunter the whole fourth quarter. And I was like, what? And, and it was Sadiq Bay, brick after brick after brick after brick. After Brick, he should be sponsored by Concrete at this point. It is he should be start a all white bricks, all <laughs> white bricks, white tan bricks, bricks everywhere. He and I like Sadiq Bay, but he has maxed out his potential. He is a bench player. He is a number seven on the rotation. He should be wanting. He cannot. Once he goes one of four, if he one of anything past two, it, you don't need to really give him the ball no more. One of anything he, past two, boy, you're through. Because if he get, because once he get one of three, it's gonna be it can get one of nine real fast. One of eleven. Now, if he get one of, if he get two or three, it can go five of eight real fast. But yeah. I, but this. This is my thing, and I know y'all probably tired of hearing me talk about this, but I don't care. It's my podcast. I kind of do what I want to around here. Um, Dope. If all right, I'm 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 relinquishing. You're right. John Collins maybe didn't fit in this system. He would have a gag game, you know, small ball five. But if he didn't fit in this system, Sadiq Bay is supposed to fit in this system, right? That's what you want—a guy who can stand in the corner, volume shooter. Shoot a ton of threes. If My Sadiq is shooting like twenty eight percent, if Sadiq can't do it, then the only person who could it legitimate now, and I'm gonna tell you, this means his money should go up. The only person who could have really fit in this system is now in hindsight, minus the injury and craziness. They could have been on to something. And I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking here. They've, the Hawks have always flirted around with with Ben Simmons. And hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. 
you let know, me I finish before, before we right? before you attack me. I I can see you got you got you got the lasers in sight, and I see what you're saying already. I'm, I'm but what I'm saying is Jalen Johnson is great value, but alive Ben Simmons. When I say great value, he's good but he's not what Ben Simmons has been in the past, <laughs> but alive because he presently plays basketball and Ben Simmons has always had some type of mystery injury that was um, back impingement, leg impingement, spinal. We don't know what it is. That boy but... had a 30 minute back surgery. Never forget that he posted at the back at the doctor at eight at nine o'clock. He said, just finished back surgery. It was in the back of a car. You know, go ahead. <laughs> With the smile. You remember, you remember that he had the smock still on he had, and he had the doctor cap on. And I was like, what you got? Where you got a doctor cap from? You ain't perform your own surgery. did you?" So I think his surgery was one of them people on Instagram to crack people back. I think they took him in there. He heard that pop. He was like, oh, uh, surgical. You mean to tell me he went to a chiropractor? It did tell you? Yeah, went to the <laughs> yeah, That chiropractor got me right. That's what finish happened. It. He finish it, finish that, it because I said that point a long time ago. I said Ben Simmons would fit perfectly in this for what they want to do. And you but were the like, other part no. is Jalen Johnson has been shooting enough of the three ball that it's not. It kind of works. So... You could well, you would have had you would have had to trade Hunter. At that point, if you go get Ben Simmons and you keep Jalen, you have to trade Hunter. Now defensively, you become insane at that point. <laughs> but Jalen's been good enough to space the floor. That's been the issue. Is you if you would have got Ben, you would have had you would have probably been better off. You could have probably kept John Collins, but you would have had to get rid of Clint too. Hunter and Clint would have had to go. Mm-hmm. Money wise, that would have had to fit. But go ahead, finish your thought though. But I say, I say that all. I mean, I say that all in just now. Uh, I do think that that Jalen Johnson is the right fit, specifically if he can continue to shoot. But also, I, got, I can't lie, man. Y'all need to. He, he he looks like the most valuable player on this team. You, I that was my next thing. Y'all better pay him this off season. And of course, yeah. he's not going to do it because you didn't want to play him. You sat him for two years. So now it's like, okay, well, I'm in the in the running for most improved player. Now, of course, this Tyrese is, Halliburton. This is Dak Prescott. This is Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones all over again. You didn't pay me when you should have. Now I want my money. Now my money is going up, and there's going to be a market for me now. People, oh, he can dribble. He can pass. He can play defense. And and you know why they're playing Sadiq Bay? Because, honestly, A.J. Griffin can do everything Sadiq Bay is doing. AJ, Sadiq Bay can go one of nine from three. A.J. Griffin can go one of nine from three. Sadiq sure. Bay can go five of eight. A.J. Griffin can go five of eight. Sadiq Bay probably can rebound a little better, but A.J. Griffin is a better defender. The only reason that they're playing Sadiq Bay is because they traded five second-round picks for him. And That's fine. We're never going to use him. We're going to cut the eight. Second-round picks Sadiq don't matter until you trade five. When you trade one or two at one at some time, it don't really matter. When you start trading five, it's like, hmm. Like, well, you could have used them somewhere else. I mean, just to trade for somebody else. Do it. Yes. Man, do you understand the second round picks that we've had? Sharif Cooper has led the G League for like the last four years at point. We ain't play him. If we weren't going to play him, then none of y'all stood a chance. Muhammad Gay, I don't know what happened to him. Kobe Buffkin got hurt, and then they just never Both gave him an injury, injury update. 
Yeah, he broke his wrist, and it was like, well, next year. <laughs> yeah, that was 10 weeks ago. They said, oh, yeah, he should be back in 10 weeks, 10 weeks ago. But I, I asked the beat writer, I asked Brad Rowe, I was like, hey, can we get an update on the injuries? So, now, this before we move insane. on to standings and everything, let's, let's, let's keep up with the talk about the team and an improvement. Trade deadline is approaching faster than most think. There has been a rumor that came out that the Hawks are back in the running for Pascal Siakam, whose three-point shot, I don't know if, what happened, but he has gotten up to 40-some percent shooting a three this year. Or a new name who has recently be de- been deemed as no longer untouchable and the two teams that they spoke about him, the Hawks were one of two teams to say something about him. Was Lowry Markkinen? Lowry Markkinen <laughs> at the four for this team puts Jalen at the three. three, which puts or three, whatever he plays with Jalen. At that point, this answers your question about his Hunter on the trade watch. If you go get Pascal or you go get Lowry, that's the person that has to go. Is DeAndre Hunter? Yeah, but it's more than Hunter that's gonna have to go. They're not taking. A, they're gonna take Hunter. Yeah, they're, already, they're already mad about John Collins. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> he actually got a raw deal there, because technically the 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 reason I say he got a raw deal is they basically said the same thing about him and Larry Marketing. They say, "Oh, John Collins is on the trade block again. Larry Marketing is now not untouchable." What the hell does that mean? They both on the trade block. You can get them both. But Kev, 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 one of our are you talking about blow up the Hawks? Are you saying the Jazz are about to blow it up? Finish it. Go ahead, Norwood. But for me, I mean, technically they both the newspaper, I mean not newspaper, ESPN, while saying the same thing, said it different. That is tricky business to me. But it is what it is on that. And I hate to say it, he's their second leader scorer. And he's tied for tied with Laurie for leading their team in rebounds. So, but their issue is they don't have a point guard. Hell no, nah, none of them gonna be able to do nothing until they find a point guard. But with that said, I mean, I would like. I mean, I guess I'll take Laurie Marketing instead of DeAndre Hunter. But they what what are, what do we have to give up? I don't, I don't know what see picks anything we had. short. If if it's me, I'm asking for Hunter. I'm asking for AJ Griffin, and I'm gonna ask for Kobe Bufkin, and a pick. Uh, that makes us a really old team, but that gives us a bunch of players with expiring contracts. So you would take. So I mean, I I I would do that. I would probably do that. You'll regret that. You gonna regret? You gonna regret anything? If if you yeah. make a trade, there's we nothing are, that we, we can afford to give up. We are going to sure. regret anything we do. Yeah. Oh, as you talking about, uh, um, I we'll see. I I expect the Hawks to make a move for Pascal Siakam. That's the person we've been linked to for the past year. Um, I don't understand for the life of me why people like why we're interested in Pascal Siakam. Who is 29 years old. Don't make no sense to me. On a worse contract. Um, 
terrible contract. And, fine, uh, and yeah. hold on. Also, let's be wait, wait, let's let's clear this up. Regular season, he's shooting 26.2% from three. He's this shooting year? terrible from three. He hit five in a row against the Hawks. He was oh, <laughs> the last two games. That's what like that's where we come to make you stronger and make you feel better. You get to the A, you get you some lemon paps, you get you a little hen, and then life just seems to be a little bit better. He got out of the cold, but nah, I don't want a twenty-nine-year-old expensive player who's shooting twenty-six point six from the field. No. And 50, excuse me, fifty percent from the field, twenty six point six from three point. Which means that's crazy. He's shooting fifty percent from the field, but twenty six point six from three pointer. Which means he's yep. shooting seventy five percent from two. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that. Now that. But is I'm gonna tell you, if you trade for somebody who twenty six point six from three point, John Collins shoot thirty eight point nine from three point. I'm yeah, that. no, I'm no, because, 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 Pascal, John Collins, no matter what he shoots from three, him not being able to put the ball on the floor will always be his detriment. Pascal yeah, can create. Need, everybody that they're trying to I, get can create their own shot. Okay, all of these shots. I'm tired of hearing about shots. I'm gonna be honest. Well, how about some defense? Y'all want to find all these shots in the world? How about we find somebody that we can stop? We don't want no defense, and then wonder why we score. We top three in offense and still lose every damn game. Eventually, somebody had to figure out that hey, man, maybe we should stop somebody. Minus Clint. Well, I told you the the quick answer is to trade Sadiq Bay for Quentin Grimes from the Knicks. I think he's a better defender and he can shoot. Um, but at this point, with the way I, my biggest gripe about our offense is. Still, it's like you went and got double Trey this year. Trey shooting 29 shots. DeJounte shooting 21, 24, 23, 25. And, and all our other. And then, you know, Bogey's going to get his shots regardless. Bogey is the one dude that's like, I don't care if you got 60 points. I'm going to get my 15 to 20 shots. Well, I which can't leaves, serve you. We shoot, bro. We shoot. No we shoot other, leaves no other shot. And DeAndre Hunter. His mid-range, he has gotten really good at the mid-range. Oh, dog, he, let me tell you, we're never getting Quentin Grimes. Base salary, $2.3 million. Two club years, then a restricted year? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, they've already benched him. They've already, they don't, they, he he does not want to be in New York. That's why oh. I'm saying that that is, that is the move because Sadiq Bay is an expiring contract. So you lose the, you lose Quentin Grimes, but you get Sadiq Bay back, and then you get the money where we get the young you, asset and keep. The or money. you could, and you could might be able to talk him into staying. I think he'd be a good fit in New York because he can shoot. Mm-hmm. But um, so moving on, man. Do you? If Hunter is on the trading block, who would you trade him for? There's only we don't we're not linked to nobody else but Pascal Siakam. I've never seen that before. Nobody because we have this stupid strategy where we play like it's 2K and we can focus on getting one guy and we can just come up with whatever trade we need to get that one guy. Well, I mean, I don't know if there, there is the issue is is the way that this roster is built, we can't get any better. Like you said last week, the only person who we can trade on this team is DeAndre Hunter. Nobody's letting go a person better than DeAndre Hunter from their team. So we have no way to get it. 
Wish I could see. Hunter or bust. So I don't know, man. This I don't know why you don't play AJ Griffin. Kobe Bufkin is hurt. I mean, I like I said, I like Sadiq Bay. Off the bench. He has to play with an all defensive team. He can't play as the offensive he hit the defense is so bad. The defense, Sadiq's Bay defense is so bad. Whether he runs zone, man, switch, pick and roll, uh, whatever the defense is, they just score every time. I think Cleveland scored on the backdoor cut on him three times in a row with Isaac Okoro. He, he, yeah, he be a, that, and that's what really, like, that's what really pissed <laughs> That's why I said today, to piss you off. Isaac Okoro <laughs> is the most offensively in that person I've really seen. Like, he is really like defense only. And I honestly think that Sadiq is the perfect extension. I think he's the perfect addition to the Cleveland Cavaliers because he's he's the exact opposite of Isaac Okoro. But they ain't got nobody. Touchdown, Lamar. They about to lose uh, Donovan Mitchell anyway. But yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They've been losing Donovan Mitchell since they got Donovan Mitchell. To keep to be very honest with you, yeah, he's going to New York anyway. Uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. This week. Detroit, Houston, Miami, Memphis, Ja is back, which means he's going to try to score 100. You got to beat Detroit. At this point, Detroit is two, and they've lost 23 games in a row. Got to, I mean, if <laughs> we are uniquely positioned on a unique weekend where we know about losing to teams that there is no way in hell you could lose to. <laughs> Andre Robertson. That's disrespect to Andre Robertson. Uh yeah, I don't think we're gonna lose to Detroit. It that would now that if we lose to Detroit, I'm not even I'm not even really considering that. If we lose Detroit, then hell. That's when you start to press the a, panic button. That's immediate coming to God. That's where you have to have players only meeting. Like that's the next step. So I'm not gonna think that y'all gonna lose to them, but let me tell you, games, we could lose the next three. Houston is a decent team. Fred Van Fleet. We don't uh, match up with anybody. We don't match up with Jaylen, anybody without Jalen. Jabari. Uh, who do they have? Oh. Sangoon. Dylan Brooks at the three. And then Big Sangoon, the, the Big Turk at five. Um, this is going to be a difficult game for us because they're going to probably play five out. And, you know, they typically like to play through Sangoon. So that's going to... You would think that's going to bring Clint out of the paint. So, honestly, I think we could. I think Sangoon will have a little bit of trouble with us because he's not seven feet. He's like what six nine, six ten. Uh, hold on, let me look. Up I think he's six ten. I th- I think he's six ten, six nine, six ten. I believe I'm not mistaken. I don't think he's seven one. I think because he's not seven feet. I think. Six eleven, uh, two forty three. Oh, Kungwu, you gonna have a long day, brother. I was, I was about to say, oh, Kungwu, you might be able now, to hold. Now, Clint, I think that him, that, him and Clint I, will be a battle, but you, you will have to shut down the four. Whoever the four is for this team, Jabari Smith. I think I like, I like Quinn Snyder playing out of necessity, playing Okungwu at the four. It worked for a little bit. But yeah, I, without Jalen Johnson, we are a rough-looking team in the front court. Offensively, we don't really have nothing. I agree. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, 
I think we're going to – that's a toss-up game for us, just to be real, 50-50. And where are we playing that game? Is that a home game? Uh, We play at home versus Detroit tomorrow at Houston at Miami versus Memphis. I'm going to tell you one thing. Jimmy Butler is starting to hit his season stride. He's hitting game winners. He's starting to get to his spots. We play Miami tough. Miami isn't – really isn't – we should beat Miami if you look at their roster. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, there's one team that historically whoops our ass no matter what. It is the Miami Heat. And uh, they got Bam. They got Jimmy. They got uh, Hawkins, the rookie, playing out of his mind. That team is is figuring it out together now. If they could get rid of Kyle Lowry, they would really be cooking with gas. Um, but I, I don't think that we win this game against Miami. I think we could. I, I think we could win the game against Miami as long as – no, we can't. We can't win any of these games without Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson at this point, because Sadiq Bey is so awful, he is so awful defensively that whoever is the three, Jamie Jacquez, if it's gonna who's the three for Houston? Um um uh Dylan Brooks. Dylan well, I ain't worried about him. Uh he's gonna have to guard uh Shit. Dylan Brooks just gave Minnesota, I mean uh Memphis like twenty seven points. Dylan Brooks is hooping. Uh y'all don't fall asleep. And then Memphis. Now Memphis is a team that we should beat, but with I don't. I'm. I just looked up the history, the injury update for Jalen Johnson, and I think he's still out. He's supposed oh, to be out me. four to six weeks, which means he's not coming back to the new year. Dylan Brooks, fourteen points. I guess four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. I mean, shit, that's DeAndre Hunter numbers. Can't get rid of Larry. They still got buffets and sneaky boy. You, <laughs> <laughs> boy, did Maddie start winning? These jokes get better, boy. Congratulations, though. I'm happy your team turned it around. Yeah, because ours hasn't. Um, I, I look the Hawks. At some point, we got to start winning because we're a mid team. So we got to somehow get back to 500 because that's where 500 is. We gonna we be- are not mid. We are. You can see we were a mid team last year and got rid of defense. This is who we are now. We're a bad team. It, uh, all of this offense does not matter until we start playing defense. And nobody wants to play defense consistently. So this is what we're going to struggle with. I don't understand how we didn't know that going into the season. That's the frustrating part for me is you trade away the defense, don't try to fix it, and then you roll out this roster and expect it to be different. Why would it be any different? This is what happens when you promote people that are undeserving. This is what happens when you remove a almost at this point, a championship minded culture setting GM and replace him with your son's hand pick. Because if, and if it's true, it's um, Trey Young. That, that made those calls allegedly according to that's how that's the feeling that the fan base has. Of course he denies it and says that's all they're doing, which if it you paid either way, $50 million, you don't think that they ran that by trade before they, before they made a decision, knowing his personality, knowing that we had already fired two coaches. 
Mm. I just wanted I just want to see the chat with Nate in it, with Lloyd Pierce in it, with Travis Link in it. I want to know what they're talking about. I want to so at I, that point you know when, you, when you I, I'm not mad at the I, I, we keep going. I don't want to we got to wrap this up, but I'm not mad at the Nate. I'll never be mad at the Nate fire because Nate wouldn't play the younger players. And every time every game that Jalen Johnson gets better, Nate's firing is justified. What I am mad about is the Travis Schlink because Travis Schlink had everybody had had the team built. The team went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You had the team built and you only had to make one move. And his downfall was he didn't make the move. He he wanted to trade John Collins, but he wanted he he valued him. Yeah, at that point he had to trade he was going to have to trade John Collins and he valued him. He valued him. Gonna get traded. The but he va- but what I'm saying fired. is he valued he valued him too much. He he wanted a a first or second round a first round pick for John Collins, and the league knew. Yep, they screwed it up. And the league knew. And the league knew that you that Trey and John Collins weren't meshing. Everybody knew that you weren't going to get what you expected for John Collins. That's where you messed up because if you had made the trade at the four. And and. At that point, you would have you would have played more. Somebody hurt. Okay, no. So I'm gonna tell you the place where he messed up. Which I don't think he messed up. He just said it out loud. It's the one thing you can't say. That was horrible clock management. What that thing mm-hmm. after an amazing catch, but he said, Kevin, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that here in a second too, but. He said that I've exhausted all of my options. We may have to consider trading the point guard. When he said that, all she wrote. After that, he was gone pretty much immediately. And he wasn't saying, hey, trade, trade. He was saying, hey, man, we've made a bunch of roster moves. Maybe at this point, we have to at least consider it. And as soon as he said, consider trade and trade, they told him, don't come back. That was it. And you put your son as the executive of bat president of basketball, who then brought in Landry Fields, who has no experience at the GM level. I know he was assistant GM, and I know that's the him next and Kyle Corver. But you bring those guys in. We haven't heard a peep from Kyle Corver. He has said absolutely nothing this whole season. Um, we saw him a lot last year, though, didn't we? Shooting and all around the team. Now, <laughs> don't nobody be doing a whole lot of talking now that. I mean, it's sad that we used to be like me. It used to be a good place for us to be. Hey, I'd be happy to be five hundred again right now. We don't. I mean, Chicago that should be a win. Sacramento, Washington, Oklahoma City, Indiana, Orlando, Philly, Indiana, Washington. That whole January, we could end up in the lottery next year, and I don't know any good players. I don't know who's good anymore because of elite, you know, in the G League and the overtime elite and the prep schools. I can't keep up with. I know they're not good in in college basketball. That's all I know. No, I like now. The only person who I really been looking at like that is um the yeah. kid Sar from France. He's tall. He's supposed to be the next Wimbignana, but we still got to get there with him too. I don't know if he. We'll see. So with that being said, man, the Hawks look like they could probably you you picking the Hawks to go one and three next week. I'm yeah. saying we're gonna uh, go two and two. At best. 
I'm saying we're gonna go two and two. We should beat Detroit and Memphis. Miami, we're gonna so lose a heartbreak. In Houston, we're gonna lose it. We're gonna lose probably a close game. So next week we go. We go into next week. We go into the new year with a losing record. I mean, we we're gonna do that regardless. What's our record? If we win four games this month, oh this yeah, week, we going we ten and fifteen. What you mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that boy hit me with a gun. Fuck you, me. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, yeah. I guess the only thing we can do is try and try to get the win percentage closer to 500. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm watching this season. I don't know how ownership operates because this is a new ownership group. Um, and I'm well, interested to see what Quinn does with the, uh, with the division because he has so much expectation. He was supposed to fix everything, but Quinn don't coach defense. Oh man, he's Mike Dantoni. Which is what Trey wanted. So if that's what you wanted, but that's nope. I, and and let me tell y'all the reason I keep saying that I'm an innocent bystander this season is because this is what Trey wanted. Trey has pulled a LeBron James. He's gotten the guys that he want in place. He got the coach he wants in place. The same reason I put blame on LeBron when the Lakers struggle, and then they say, "Oh, well, look at his team." No, nah, well, he was a partial GM. He helped pick those players. And well, a little bit of bail. 10 and 15, ever since Jalen Johnson went out, is when we went on this 2-8 and eight stretch. Like, he, he's been out for almost, what, two weeks? Yeah, but even before that, wait, wait, wait. Now, it's not like we were, like, we were 500 with him. Let's be real now. It's Like, yes, we've dipped a little bit because we're down we're a two, starter. We, and we, we, were, we were 8 and 7. Us. We were 8 and 7 with him, and then now we're <laughs> 10 and 15. So you're right. Like we've dipped, but like we're still with him. We're we're we 500. Without him, we're sub 500. Neither one of these are the ex- expectation of this team. Yep, yep, yep. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Saturday sadness known as the Atlanta edition of the Splashcast, episode 133. We talked about the Falcons losing nine to seven to a one in twelve team that did not score a touchdown. You got to try to lose that type of game. And then the Hawks, who one player got hurt, and we can no longer play defense at all uh, as well. The only team that we had something to talk about isn't even playing right now, and it's the Atlanta Braves. Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, I really appreciate y'all hanging in with us tonight because it's sad. There's not a bright future. There's not good answers on the horizon. Um, But there are good things in the future. Good things that come from this podcast. That's the reason you should like, follow, and subscribe. Because we will be here. We're going to have a splash cast. I don't know if it's going to be a 36-pack or 48-pack. But I'm going to tell you a couple people who you might be interested in. Gucci Mane, BG, who is free. Duke Deuce, Nicki Minaj, 50 Cent, Big Crit, Kevin Gates. ASAP, one of them, Rocky, 12 and uh, Curry. That whiskey song. Don Tolliver. You saw that? You saw that? Hey, man. It's, you said what? They took that whiskey song off. I'm mad because it's a slap. I actually liked it. It's hearted on the on the on on my, and now it's gone. That's yeah. the same thing I said when I saw it, too. I was like, damn, I really like that song. Um, But I leave it on there at least for a week or two because sometimes they'll come back once they get everything clear. But uh, yes, we'll be tomorrow, Monday Night Raw. Um, this will probably be our 
last one for a couple of weeks because the following week will be Christmas on Monday. I assume that I will not be potting on the Lord's birthday. Um, so, yeah, we'll figure something else out. Um, but outside of that, thank you guys for rocking with us. Adios, me amigos. God is love. And we out of here. Reggie we out of here, man. If you're a Falcons fan or a Hawks Boop. fan, go take a shot. Um, get ready. Take Christmas off. Yeah, don't shoot Sell yourself. your tickets or whatever. Of liquor. Uh, even though this team makes you want to shoot yourself. Y'all, we love y'all. Peace. See y'all tomorrow.